It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To comfort ourselves, we say it can't get any worse, right? When we talk about our red legs. Truth is, until it actually gets better, the Reds will just be stuck in this endless cycle of losing. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, who has returned from his undisclosed beach along the East Coast. And we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have turned that passion into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to be handing out the grades for the Cincinnati Reds and the month of April. (laughs) Spoiler alert, they're terrible. None of them are passing grades. It's awful. I'm telling you, it's bad Uh, it's one of the we'll probably start with one of the worst hitting performances we have ever well but Uh, yeah before we get into before we even do that um steve have you seen the top performers for the reds based on baseball references wins above replacement metric Do you not have to win <laughs> games in order to accrue wins I, I above think replacement? So, and, and if you don't win games, I think war is kind of superfluous. But yeah, this is telling. If you haven't looked it up, here we go. The top two performers. They're both relief pitchers. And I cannot believe I'm about to say this Ooh. name. The number one most valuable player for the Reds, according to baseball reference, Jeff. Hoffman. That's Jeff with two F's Hoffman. Oh my God. (sighs) Yeah. Still trying to wrap my mind around that one. Number two, actually tied. They both have 0.4. Yeah, I know. We're really going high on the wins above replacement numbers here. 0.4 wins above replacement. Alexis Diaz. I think the fact the two highest war performers a full month into the season being relief and, and pitchers tells us everything we need to know leverage. about this We're not team. talking about the guys that we're expecting to pitch whenever the game is close and the Reds are ahead. We're talking about the guys that we want to see almost in garbage time. Like, I want to see Alexis Diaz grow, and I'd love to see him maybe become like the Reds' closer or something, a la Edwin Diaz, but... As of right now, he's not a guy that I expect to be there. And Jeff Hoffman, well, surely, well, surely the number three guy is a hitter that's gonna have something to do. Hard hitting player right here. In fact, he's done so well. He's played exactly one game for the Reds. Connor Overton. Yes, according to Baseball Reference, the third most valuable Red. Is Connor Overton at point three in his one, one start. start? He didn't even go six innings, Steve. How on earth? That is obviously a huge referendum as to what the rest of the team's like. Number four, at least this guy we know. 
However, he hasn't been playing in a while. That's Tyler Stevenson as the fourth most valuable. He's been out a week. It's been forever. Two weeks. I mean, Luke Voigt bonked him on the head what feels like a lifetime ago. He's still got .3 wins above replacement and is the number four player. All right. Real quick, we'll run through the rest of the list. The rest of the top ten. Number five, Luis Sessa at point two. Tommy Pham and Dowry Moretta tie him. Tommy Pham is only the second hitter on this list, and he's number six. Tommy Pham at point two. Dowry Moretta at point two. Aramos Garcia at point two. He might actually be like trending toward not spring training superstar and actual maybe plays a little bit for the Reds throughout the rest of his tenure here. Uh, number nine, Nick Lodolo at point two. And number 10, guessed it, Brandon Drury <laughs> at point one. That, hey, proper respect. That is Reds <laughs> home run leader, Brandon Drury. Oh. Thank you very much. Power sensation. And yeah, it's. You know, you know, you know, Jeff, if it wasn't, if it's, it's really down to the choice of we can try and laugh about to, it or just break down laugh. in tears. Um, we I have really to think laugh. that's where we Because if we, yeah, break down in tears, go insane, one of the two. That That's really where we are at with this team. It's officially, and, and as you might have heard, unless you're, you know, living under a rock. And, and you know what? Maybe you have forcibly removed yourself from the equation of watching Reds baseball. I don't blame you. But And you're turning to us for coverage, by the way. Thank you. And if this is your first time, make sure you're following us. But they had the worst month in the history of the franchise. They had the second worst month ever in the history of baseball, or at least since the modern era. You can go before 1900, and you can see some really bad months back then. But the modern era of baseball, only the 1988 Baltimore Orioles at 1-22 and had a worst month of April than the Reds did. So obviously everything sucks. <laughs> yep. If you want to, if you want to look at the national league, according to our friend, Joel Luckup, the last time a national league team started like this, it was the 1899 oh. Cleveland spiders would be the last team you know. that started a game like this. But listen, Jeff, this list is very, very useful because where I wanted to go with yep. this was to grade out the pitching. And really, we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about this, this crap show that has been a lot of these pitchers on the mound. But I do want to say this because what you just fed us feeds into exactly what I was going to say. For the month of April in the year 2022, in a, in a season of abysmal, ridiculous performances, there has been one bright, shining light coming out of the bullpen that is car family favorite jeff with two f's hoffman the only one he is the only one that gets an above mm, failing grade i don't i don't even know i mean you can't argue it i mean he's he's pitched well so i feel like i feel like that this is a direct response to the just disparaging comments you have made about him for two seasons now. And I think the right thing to do would be for you to pick up a Jeff Hoffman jersey <laughs> and wear that jersey to Great American Ballpark as a, as a sign of solidarity with the one guy to go out there and pitch well. I, I think <sighs> we deserve to see Jeff Carr in a Jeff Hoffman jersey patrolling the concourse is having Ballpark. a clearance sale. I mean, maybe I could check that. 
Oh, bro, you can get them cheap, dude. They will pay you I to take it. You what? I cannot believe it. I mean, I can't. I can't refute it. There's no, there's been nobody better in the month of April. I mean, Alexis Diaz has a tiny sample size, but he's pitched all right. But Jeff Hoffman has actually pitched pretty well, and. A model of consistency. <laughs> I, I would love to say that I'd love to see more of this this season, but I'd be foolish to say that I expect it. However, I will say no more disparaging things about Mr. Hoffman. Mr. Hoffman has pitched well <laughs> in uh, the month. Later. All right. Speaking of models of consistency, uh, let's talk about a pitcher that has not been a model of consistency. In fact, I'm getting a little concerned, and I want to talk about Hunter Green for uh, just a minute because when he made when he made his debut out in Atlanta, we got excited and for good reason. And as we've watched him pitch, uh, some things have changed. Uh, most notably, coming off of that performance in Los Angeles, he has now started two games since that start in L.A., and in both of those starts, his velocity has been way, way down. I think he's grooving in at about 96 now, hasn't even come near touching 100, and that's for two consecutive starts. Now, I thought the first time that it happened, like, okay, let's not panic. He was probably a little overly tired. There was a lot of emotion. He, you know, he was, he was maximum effort pitching out in L.A in front of family and friends and the whole Jackie Robinson celebration. Lots of things were happening there. So I didn't get too concerned. But when he came out for a second consecutive start with reduced velocity, I'm starting to wonder if something's going on. And I'm not saying the Reds are hiding something, but this is a young player that has an injury history that may not want to tell that he's got something tweaked, that he that he felt something, that something is off. And, you know, it's the same stuff we saw with Nick Senzel, where he was hurt but would not own up to it, would not admit it. And that concerns me. It concerns me because the picture we are seeing yeah, says something is wrong. Yeah, and the competitiveness of these guys is just, it, it's on a totally different level than you or I can really even comprehend. I mean, you always say, like, oh, so-and-so is a competitor. But honestly, compared to what we know is competing, you know, like at Scrabble or Monopoly or something like that, I think these guys are on a totally different level here, and he does not want to be out of the game. He wants to be on the mound. He wants to be pitching. He sees how bad this team has been, and he wants to be the reason that they turn around. But you can't do that if you're on the IL, and he don't want to be that guy. Now... If there is something wrong, I really want him to be honest with the Reds about this because we have seen what it has done to Nick Senzel's career. We have seen where he is right now. Hunter Green is not supposed to be a good pitcher. Hunter Green is supposed to be an elite pitcher for years and years to come in his career. And if he is jeopardizing this by pitching through some sort of ailment right now, he absolutely has to be honest about this because I want him to be that perennial Cy Young contender every single year. And for two straight starts, his velocity has been concerning because, Steve, a Hunter Green with a fastball velocity averaging 100 miles an hour versus a Hunter Green that's averaging about 96 miles an hour on the fastball, completely different players. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's night and day difference, and we've seen it. We've seen uh, what professional hitters with bat speed can do against that 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, it's not pretty. So, you know, so I want to see what happens. I hope, I'm, I, hope, I hope against all hope that it's just a little tiredness, a little sluggishness, a little overworked, and that he bounces back. I really hope that there is nothing wrong with him. I want him to be 100% healthy and pitching for this team. Another guy that has some difficulty being consistent, although it may not all be his fault, 
is Tyler Malley. And, you know, we might even call him a little unlucky so far because he has had, he has been bleeped and blooped to death in, in a start. He has had to deal with Mike Moustakis <laughs> playing third base, for God's sakes, when he's on the mound. I just, I mean, if we want to even call what Mike Moustakis does playing third base, uh, it's not been pretty. And I think that the numbers. Yeah, I agree. In bit. fact, Fangraphs has his bab at 388 against him. Batting average on balls in play. You remember that stat from 2020 when we talked about how terrible the Reds lineup BABIP was. Now BABIP against Tyler Malley is ridiculously high. It's something that's going to come down. And in fact, Fangrass has even kind of baked this into their equation of him. Fangrass has him at 0.8 wins above replacement, which means according to Fangrass, Tyler Malley is the most valuable Red right now, but that's neither here nor there. When you're looking at Tyler Malley is a pitcher. He's going to bounce back. But outside of him and some flashes, kind of like we said, Hunter Green in Atlanta and L.A., and flashes from Nick Lodolo of brilliance, the starting rotation has just performed absolutely horrid, horrid baseball from the starting pitching. It's been... And Connor Overton, whatever, maybe they find something in him. But Sam Martin, I don't want to see him in the rotation anymore. If he comes back, it's in the bullpen. And to be honest with you, and we're going to talk a lot more about this tomorrow, but I want to see more from Vladimir Gutierrez and his BABIP is high. It's over 300 as well. It's like 314, but it's not near as high as Tyler Malley's. So there's something to be said there, but he's he's not been good with the command either. So there's there's a lot that I need to see from Vladimir Gutierrez for me to say, you know what, I feel comfortable with him in the rotation moving forward as well. But again, get rid of these guys. Who are you bringing up? Who, who's pitching in this rotation? Because Nick Crawl had some comments today that said that Graham Ashcraft isn't coming up. Ugh. Yeah, um, I have some thoughts. I think we're going to get into those tomorrow. Uh, you know, bottom line, Jeff, I would give this rotation an F. And if I could give them a lower grade, I would. Uh, you know, while you were away, I did say that I thought Sam Martin would make that start in Colorado and then be sent down. I didn't think it would happen in the <laughs> middle of the game. I didn't think that David Bell would go to the mound in the first inning and say, give me the ball. I'll go pack up your locker. Uh, I didn't think that would happen, but that's kind of how it went down. But uh, I predicted that Vladimir Gutierrez is the next guy out after him. So you're right. If he, if he wants to stick around, uh, it's time for there him to start There are few and far something. between when it comes to bright spots here on this pitching mound for the Cincinnati Reds. You know, uh, <laughs> looking at the lineup isn't going to bring us any more respite, but uh, look, we must. And if you are looking to hire, look no further than LinkedIn. With spring in the air, it's time for a bit of renewal and growth. Personally, and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize what you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Do you know or did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also want to shout out today's sponsor, Bet Online. The Reds are really big underdogs tonight. They're facing Brandon Woodruff, so they should be really big underdogs. And the Brewers are a pretty solid team. BetOnline has them at plus 237 on the money line. And if you want to take that, you can check it out at BetOnline. There's also great odds on the NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs, as well as boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your sports info, scores, news, and props, odds, and lines like never before head on over to betonline.net today and take advantage of the many different offers they have throughout every sports season that's betonline.net where the game starts thank you for making locked on reds your first listen of the day for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast recaps of mlb games with analysis from our local experts it takes fans just like you, through the season like no other network. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked On Reds. And make sure you're following Locked On Reds on your favorite podcasting platform, including YouTube. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, I kind of mentioned this earlier, we will dive into Vladimir Gutierrez's start to the season here in 2022 as he starts on uh uh, Thursday, actually. I was about to say Wednesday, but Wednesday's Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley, then Vladimir Gutierrez. But I really want to dive into Goody because I think he's a very interesting case. Okay. We're back to grading the month of April, Steve. The, the um, They're all terrible, by the way. And nobody's passing. The rotation, the bullpen, F, F, F. And the lineup, huge, whopping F. I mean... The team, the team, Steve, OPS Plus is 64. For those who don't know, OPS Plus, league average, 100. In fact, the Cubs are at 112. Pretty good lineup there in Chicago. The Cardinals are at 104, right there above league average. The Brewers are at 90, still not bad. And the Pirates, well, I'm sure the Reds are better than the Pirates, right, Steve? No! The Pirates have close. an 85 OPS plus. The Reds have 64. The Reds are 21% worse than the Pirates. <sighs> it's bad. It's very bad, Jeff. Um, and and there's, some, there's some real average killers. Listen, there are some real average killers in this lineup. Let's talk for just a minute. Let's expand upon a little bit of thought that I had last week okay. about Mike Moustakis. Tell the people what they want to hear, Jeff. What is Mike Moustakis's OPS it is, plus? Um, very bad. I think it's negative. Is it negative? Let me see. It's it is Mike Moustakis and his OPS plus. This is great. I should have looked this up beforehand. It is. Oh no. Oh no. It's positive now. Fourteen. <laughs> Did he pull it up? It's fourteen. It's fourteen. So going into the Colorado series, he was at negative <sighs> thirty-seven. Listen, negative, I don't even know how that's possible. Listen, I was 37 points better in OPS plus than Mike Moustakis was last week. 
That is how bad this lineup is, Jeff. I mean, you go through it and you've got guys that are like people that you rely on to be something special. Joey Votto has a 31, 31, Jeff, 31. He is 70% below league oh, average. And I looked right at, now. and I looked it up too because I needed to update these numbers. He's actually gone down. He's at 20. Joey Votto is. And. I, some of the other numbers I had on here, the best hitter. And if you're looking, you, you need to kind of expand this a little bit because you're talking about a weird number of plate appearances for different guys. So I set this qualifier at 40. The best hitter, according to OPS Plus, with 40 plate appearances or more, is actually Brandon Drury. His OPS Plus is now up to 136. And if you're looking at currently healthy Reds, because Tyler Stevenson is on the IL, no other Red has an OPS plus of 100 or greater. In fact, only one other Red has an OPS plus of 90 or greater, and that's Tommy Pham at 96. Kyle Farmer was at 90. He's gone down to 73. It's just... This lineup is just putridly terrible. Like, it's. I, I don't even know where you look to find the optimism. I don't know where you go in this lineup to find. It's. I mean, I. I guess. I guess we say that the the surprise hot hand of 2022 thus far is Brandon Drury. I mean. You know, credit to him, like taking advantage of the playing time and going out and doing a little something with it. You know what? Let's let's my do God, that. this this could be the worst lineup so they've ever we've said it from the pessimistic point of view. From the optimistic point of view, boy oh boy, Brandon Drury one thirty six OPS plus. When everybody else figures things out, then this is going to be a pretty good lineup because that's the last guy that you expected to do anything in this lineup, and all of a sudden he's the best hitter. Okay. If Joey Votto can figure things out, if Jonathan India can come back healthy, and if Tyler Stevenson can come back healthy, maybe we got something here. Ooh, are you trying out to be the new GM? <laughs> I tried. I tried. I, 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 I mean, is this, is this an interview? I, I know how much is... we've complained. I know how much we talked about how bad things are. Because things are really bad, Steve. Like, we are, this is rock bottom. This is the worst I've ever seen them. And we watched them. I mean, you've watched them even more than I have. We've seen the bad, what we consider to be really bad. The month of April in 2022 is the worst baseball these Reds have played in my lifetime. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down, worst baseball we've seen. Uh, and, and, you know, you you brought forward a very interesting point. And... Uh, I've been thinking about it since you mentioned it and just like maybe have you run through it again. But the yes. average age of this team, you know, we kept talking about that this team is going to be young and we're going to have a lot of growing pains as the youngsters come in here and it's really, do their thing. And yeah, that's it is, it's really the saddest part about this because we talk about the OPS Plus. We've talked about the numbers for the pitching and things like this. But when you look at the lineup, according to Baseball Reference, the average age of Reds hitters is 30. I.e., the fourth oldest average age in Major League Baseball. That's not a rebuilding team. And so we heard Nick Crawl tell us, well, we're not rebuilding. 
obviously, because you'd be giving more playing time to guys like Alejo Lopez. Alejo Lopez absolutely deserves to be on this roster right now and absolutely deserves to be getting everyday playing time. Why? Because what I've seen so far can't be worse from Alejo Lopez. No, and he can, and play, he can third play third base. base. I, I don't care. Listen, even if, listen, even if he doesn't hit another baseball ever in his Major League Baseball career, he can play <laughs> a better third base right now and help out a little bit because, listen, Colin Moran and Mike Moustakis aren't no. really hitting the baseball either. There's not a no. fall off there. There's, you're not losing anything. You're gaining at least the ability to field a stinking it's, ground ball. It, it, it's absolutely stunning to me because a team that has lost this many games, at least you can point to like teams that are around them. The Rangers, they're building for something. Um, the Orioles, they've got some really exciting prospects that are going to be coming up. And as soon as Adley Rushman is healthy and stuff like that, they're going to be up there and they're going to be fun to watch. The Reds... We, we've heard their their prospects are going to be good in a couple of years, but nobody's ready to come up who hasn't already come up. And that means a drastic change needs to happen. You know what? This might be a good spot to just drop in, Jeff, for while we go through this. There's a lot of negative right now. And I know you've said it. I've said it. We've talked about it off air. We've talked about it on Twitter. Uh, we're going to continue to call out the bad, but... For, for the listening portion of our little community here, we are also going to continue to search for the good. We are going to look for, for optimistic opportunities to talk about this team. Uh, so as we do get to see youngsters, as people come back off the IL, it's going to be more fun to talk about, I promise. But right now, what they have given us is a historically bad product, and we kind of have to call it yeah, for and, what it is and i'm not gonna lie i came back from the undisclosed beach on the east coast really raring and ready to talk about all of the struggles that this team has had so this has all been building up for like a week and tomorrow i'm definitely not going to be throwing all of this stuff at you but there's one more segment where we got to talk about some drastic changes that absolutely have to happen and one of them i am going to be very very it's going to hurt me to admit it but it has to happen well, Jeff, there's pretty much nowhere to go but up from here, right? Well, it's time for Nick Crawl to go. I know that much. And uh, if you need a part to make your car go, check out rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, all different kinds of cars out there, it's impossible for your local stores to carry every single part for every, every single car. Uh, they're going to have to order them in. They're going to be out of stock. You're going to have to waste your time heading down there. You can eliminate all that by heading over to rockauto.com. Why endure often pointless and intimidating questions from the expert behind the counter? Uh, you have to wait while they go look and see if they've got what you need uh, while they're going through their computer. Instead, Sit at home, have a nice cold beverage, jump onto rockauto.com, type in the information from your car, and you will get a complete full list of everything you need to make your car go. Uh, the weather's getting warmer. It's going to be time to get your ride in order so you can do that summertime cruising, and rockauto.com has you covered for all of your needs. If you have a pocket or you have a smartphone, you can go to rockauto.com right now and place an order for all of the parts you need to keep your ride running smooth it's a family business they take care of all the do-it-yourselfers out there and they've been doing it for two 
decades. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lights to motor oil to engine parts. The list goes on and on and on and on. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts that are available for your car or truck. And when you're checking out in their comment section, uh, right locked on when they ask how did you hear about them so that they know that Jeff and I sent you over from Locked on Reds. They have amazing selection, reliably low parts, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds with no Fs. Uh, also, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Lots of great video stuff happening over there for you. And Jeff, now is the time where we talk drastic change. Dramatic drastic. Wholesale changes. I'm going first. Fire Nick Crawl. Fire him today. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. He has got to go. Now listen, the ownership group will not be firing him because they think he's done a bad job because he's done everything they've asked him to do. And he did it with a smile on his face. Here's the problems. They need a fall guy and it can't be David Bell. There's too much friendship between the Bell family and the Castellini family. There's too much blowback that will come from that. So it's not going to be David Bell. It's going to be Nick Craw. He's going to be the he's going to be the scapegoat. He's going to be the one that whose plan didn't work and they're going to fire him. Uh, I think that's uh, not fair to Nick Craw, but it needs to happen. I don't know if you saw the interview that he did with Nightingale for the Inquirer, but he has gone from he has gone from at least saying goofy things on occasion to just really consistently sounding goofy. Uh, basically, his answer to Nightingale for what is wrong with this team is, oh, gee, golly darn, that's baseball. We're just trying to win, and you can't you can't, because baseball. He that's literally not an said, answer. Yeah, he literally said stuff happens. Like, this stuff happens. It's like, no, it doesn't. This is the no, worst. He, Nick Crawl put together an historically bad roster that was not prepared for the injuries that occurred, and he had no depth. And he had marginal major league talent at best in a lot of positions. And now we are reaping the benefits of that particular construction project. Yeah. So for me, Nick Carl's got to go. He's got to go today. They need to not wait any longer. Get him out of there. Now, what does that mean? Well, it probably means that Walt Jockety's running the team the rest of the year. And I don't know what I think about that. But I would hope that it would lead to an extensive external review of applications to bring in a qualified baseball guy or gal to run the baseball operations of the Cincinnati Reds. Not somebody that's been here. That's the key. That's the key. Because if they just promote somebody else that is very obvious that they are a puppet general manager that is going to carry out the wishes of ownership, that's not going to get anybody fired up about anything. At this point, you're looking to salvage some sort of relationship with the fan base. And that is really, really hard right now because the boat is all poked full of holes. And I don't know if you know this, Steve, but a Swiss cheese boat doesn't float very much and it doesn't go very far. And they're going to. Where are you going to go? Yeah. Where are you going to go? Nowhere with a Swiss cheese boat. And that's where the Reds are right now. They're going absolutely nowhere. They have to figure out what they need and they have to do it externally because if you go out, you have a hiring process in which you look for a guy that's going to run this franchise kind of like what Dick Williams was doing. And, and we have admitted this. Dick Williams wasn't perfect. He didn't make all the right moves. But he ran this franchise with the idea that winning was the goal. 
I don't feel like Nick Kroll has ran that this way. He has ran no. the team as a spreadsheet. He has ran the team to meet the bottom line. That's what he was told to do. That's what he's done. He needs to be fired. And and I hate to say it because I hate calling for other people's jobs, but they have to admit wrong where it comes to trying to run this team like a spreadsheet. And they have to hire a baseball guy that's going to run this team as a team that's going to win. I, I, I'm tired of looking at a roster that is put together because it fits the bottom line. Align those resources to the payroll, baby. <laughs> payroll to resources. What is, uh, real quick, let, let's rank that because obviously where are you going to go is number one. Like the mm-hmm. of the of the worst things that have been said throughout the offseason and up to this point is number two eliminating peaks and valleys. Yeah. And then and then aligning the resources. That's the that's the top three. Yeah. I mean Nick Crawl owns two of the three worst things said by members of the leadership for the Cincinnati Reds. So and, and maybe the fourth one is him coming out and looking into a camera and say, we are building a contender to compete for a playoff spot in 2022. So, you know, he, he probably gets, you know, sacrificed as the scapegoat here. Mm-hmm. He absolutely in no merit wise deserves to be fired. But as we stand, if he continues to be the general manager of this team, I'm not convinced that they are building a winner. I'm convinced that they are building a fiscally responsible team. And sure, you can build a fiscally responsible winning team, but I don't think winning is part of that equation. It's just literally what meets the bottom line. So let's say they do listen to us, and and they do listen to us, uh, and they fire Nick Crawl. Maybe. And they fire Nick Craw. Jeff, you are the acting general manager for one hour. You have time for one move. What are you doing? I hate this because it's something that Paul Holden from Lockdown Rocky said on yesterday's crossover. But he's, he's, he's absolutely right. We have to trade my favorite player. We have to trade Joey Votto. It's good for him. It's good for the franchise. Um I, I he's he's not going to tell us this. You will never get Joey Votto to answer this question truthfully. But he's got to be unmotivated, man. He's got to be coming into the ballpark every single day. And kind of like you said, you, you said it yesterday on the podcast, he's got to be looking around just like, I'm getting too old for this. Like, he is not going to see postseason success as a Cincinnati Red. Mm-hmm. It is time for the Reds to send him to a team that will show him some postseason success, a team that he can get reinvigorated about baseball. Cause I believe that he was kind of trending this way in 2019. And then they reinvigorated the team and brought in some talent and made them better. And so he was like, all right, let's give it another go. Let's go. And that's why 2021 was so good. But now we're talking about a notoriously slow starter. We're talking about a dude who has really struggled out of the gate this year and we're talking about a dude that, like Paul Holden said, he really doesn't have a whole lot of help around him in this lineup. So what does that all equate for me? A change of scenery for him and time for the Reds to move on. I have wanted for the life of me for him to retire as a Red. I think that that would be the most rude thing that the Reds could do to Joey Votto. You know, I think there's a, a legitimate question that people will have, which is why would anybody want to trade for him right now? It's true too. And in order for this to happen, 
we need Joey Votto to put together one more hot summer. Mm-hmm. One more streak. You know, we talk about him being a slow starter. Now should be the time when you take into effect that they had a uh, reduced spring training. He's had now a month of baseball. Now would be the time that he would be kind of starting to heat up and get going a little bit. So my hope is that that's exactly what happens and that he does, in fact, get traded. Um, I don't think the Reds get a lot back for him. I think maybe they have to eat a little bit of his contract, and I don't care. For Joey Votto, he deserves to go someplace and play some meaningful baseball and have a shot to get a ring. That's not going to happen here. Uh, It will help his Hall of Fame case for the ridiculous thought process that goes into he needs to have a ring to be a Hall of Famer. So let's do that. And let's, you know, I don't know that there's any Reds fan out there that would think less of Joey Votto for going to Castellini's office and say, yo, you guys got to trade me. I need out of here. Nobody, nobody would blame him. I can't believe it hasn't happened already. He's too nice. He'll never do it. Uh, he's, he said so much. He's not going to request out of this team. That is why the front office must come forward to him and say, Joey. We thank you for everything that you've done, for everything that you've given to the Cincinnati Reds and to the city of Cincinnati. And we think that it would be best for you that we send you to Toronto and you go get your ring. And it's the best for us moving forward to figure out our secession plan at first base. I I think that's really what they've got to do at this point because having Joey Votto on the roster right now is a luxury. It's it's akin. It's not the same, but it's it's like on the same level of a bad team with a good closer, a bad team with a great middle of the order hitter who is at the twilight of his career. Get this man on a good team that's going to compete, that has the ability to win a ring, and let's see him get his ring. It's time. And it's sad for me too, Jeff, because if he was if he was not traded, if he does finish his career as a Red, he will probably be the last player to ever play that many seasons yeah. for this one organization. That that model of baseball is over, especially in Cincinnati. I just don't see it happening very often. So you know, it, it's going to be sad. But I think uh, all things being considered, you're absolutely right. And I hate it. I hate admitting that because I want to see Joey. I want to see Joey Votto play for the Reds for the next 150 years. It's not going to happen. I mean, that's just it's just reality. It's not going to happen. But I, I think at this point that would be what's best for him. And on that sad note, it's it's uh, pretty much where I think we need to wrap up this edition of Lockdown Reds. Uh, coming up next on the podcast, we'll talk about Game One against the Brewers as Tyler Malley goes up against Brandon Woodruff, and we'll look at. Vladimir Gutierrez, as he has begun this 2022 season, his sophomore season with the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now, make Locked On MLB your second listen. Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. And you got to check out Mondays with Millard. He's doing a great job. Millard Thomas from the Locked On Diamondbacks joins him every Monday to talk about the state of the league that's locked on MLB, just like locked on reds free and available on all platforms. Steve, the reds just finished the worst month in the history of their franchise. There's nowhere to go, but up. So what can people expect from you and me when it comes to their everyday reds needs? We'll be calling it like it is. We'll be looking for the optimism and we will be locked on reds every single day. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.